Eli from Walden's living room. It's shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Walden. This week it's Elm of the Wild. Hey, everybody, what is going on? Rich. Suffice to say, Walden couldn't be here this week. <laughs> Many hiccups. Right. So we're camped out in his in his living room waiting until he gets back. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> be quiet. His wife is sleeping. Uh, she'd be headed to work right about now. Yeah, I think, yeah, she works nights. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. But don't wake her. She'll be pissed. All right. So he's on a he's on a special mission. Like I'm on a mission from God. Well, That's we, right. He'll be back next week. When we first started shenanigans and Howie was part of the deal, Howie didn't show up for like three weeks. He was on a special mission. He was protecting Medina from infidels. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on some desolate island where he won't even know the war is over. Right. It's been 49 years. And <laughs> yeah, those old, who are those the Vietnam ones that we're doing no, that? Or was it World War It was World II. War II, Okinawa and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's crazy. This past weekend, I left Al high and dry at yeah. Hockey Day in Lockport. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah, it was Hockey Day in Lockport, and let's screw Al, who doesn't know anything about <laughs> hockey. He left me in the... Here's here's what I envisioned when he said, do you want to do announcements with me for, like, the hockey? My only for experience... The for, for the hockey. For the hockey. For the hockey <laughs> games. So my, my what I know is what I see on TV. These guys are sitting comfortably, like, in a booth somewhere. You've got, like, plenty of microphones. you got bottled water. Oh, you we're not do doing play-by-play play play in color. Yeah, we were doing nothing like that. We were actually on the ice, freezing your chicholinas off. <laughs> they got one cordless microphone with half a battery in it. Right. You know? <laughs> they and, a, they, for the whole day, they gave us... So they had the batteries are almost dead. As soon as I turn on, I go, "Well, this isn't good." And it's and it was like a three second delay. Like you were actually on broadcast TV with a delay because it took so long for the microphone to hook to up to up. the yeah. to sync up. I would do an announcement and then a play would be over and I just you know you try to make a few announcements and I thanked sponsors and and there's only one like sponsor. There was only so. one sponsor. I was going to talk more about the light of Blackport, but he told me not to do that since they didn't sponsor him with stuff. But well, here's the thing: you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. And I was told by another business owner that they don't like the fact that other things are happening other than what's happening on Main Street for laid up Lockport. I'm like, why can't we work together? There's so much infighting in Lockport business. It astounds me. And you were you were part of that group. Did you run into the same thing? I, I if, if that was going on, it wasn't while I was around because I'm so happy-go-lucky and everybody's included and do all that. Like, I never had an issue bringing everybody into stuff. I had arguments when I was on the LBA for, what do you call it, the Taste of Lockport. I had people that were yelling at me because I was put, I wanted to bring a, a, a local celebrity food truck on there, which you know, Mrs. Ribs. Right. So I was getting like negative feedback from, from other restaurants about that. And I said, well, you know what? We got to make money. And I said, make money. You're going to, you're working on making money one day a year. If you're, if you need to make money that bad on this one day, you've already made bad choices up until this point. Right. This is a fun day. So I've had other dealings with, with Lockport businesses and I wish them all the best because having a successful small business in your in your community is very very favorable and I think it's wonderful that we have them. But the infighting between them is amazing. It's astounding. Yeah. Like you look at so we were at that was light up Lockport and Hockey Day in Lockport. There was a ton of people downtown, mm -hmm. but they all went to one event and then they dispersed. Yes, Medina. It's a small town, so they have a little more you know maybe community spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would describe. it. I think it. that's perfect description for it. They have a huge day in their main street for their light up Medina, their Christmas celebration. They have fireworks at the end of their parade. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing, and people come out, and all the businesses actually help each other. Yeah. 
but and they're not worried about stepping on the profits of another or they're stepping on my profits. They're like, if we do this together, we're all going to win. And, but you know, I think the toughest part, too, is when you have an event like that. I mean, they had things starting at 8 o'clock in the morning, going on until... 8 o'clock at, at night. night. So it's 12 hours of stuff. So I think sometimes there's no real sense of urgency to get down there. When I used to do festivals that were like that, 10 or 12 hours, you may have had the same amount of people in a 12-hour period, but we did one food festival, and it was four hours long. Well, in that four hours, the You're place was jam-packed because yeah. people knew if you wanted to be at the event, you had to be there in this time frame. So I think that, yeah, I think by extending it for the amount that they that they do it, it gives people an opportunity to go there for a half hour, get their free hot chocolate, and go. And I think it should be. We'd be better off if they shortened it a little bit and got rid of some of the things. Do the Santa Claus at the palace and then a movie right afterwards. And, you know, and then have everybody right there. Do the parade right then and there. I mean, get everybody in there from 10 to 2 and then call it a day, you know. I thought they had good attendance for the alumni game. It seems there they really did. People up there. there were. I was trying to get them to chant, stomp on the stage. The they don't stage. do that. I, you know, you got 10 seconds left, and that didn't seem like enough time, so I did it at 30 seconds. Let these guys that are playing their hearts out know you're here. So they were. They did a few stops. I missed that. Like I got that. lost between the penalty box bar up at the top and the timekeeper's bench at the bottom. Yeah, here's what the dummy they does to me. bringing you drinks? Which was promised from the, from the beginning, yeah, too. Yeah, they told us they were going to, and then, in fact, one of the guys was, who was supposed to do it bailed. We got there, and he left as we got there. I brought drinks, too, just in case. Yes. He had, we had shots in the Because <laughs> I, I, I come prepared. I'm like a Boy Scout. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So, But when we get down there, so the first period's done. Again, hockey people, or for those people that don't know hockey, you play 15 minutes for a period, and then you're supposed to get a five-minute break. So Craig and, and, his, and his buddy, they go up to the, to the penalty box to go have a beer, and I'm just standing down in the freezing. To you know, grab right a beer and bring it back down. Yeah. So they're not coming back down, first of all. So <laughs> Asshole. I'm sitting in the booth, and the, the ref is a young kid, looks at me, he's like, you're ready to go. I was like, God, dude, he was 17. Is he 17? I said, I don't know. What, I said, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm doing here. You got this machine, a few buttons on there. I said, give him like this. Get over here. Dave came back down, though. He did afterwards, but he had six minutes after the period had started. He was supposed to be starts, you know, you got 15-minute periods. I made it down with, like, four minutes left in the third. <laughs> but he's like, just push this button when the puck drops. And I'm like, all right. And then Wendy was there helping I was me. I say, my wife helped out. Yeah, because I'm like, what am I? I said, do I have to stop the clock every time the whistle blows? Or is there yes. non-whistle time, like non-stopping time if the whistle blows? Because I don't know. You know, again, I very rarely do clock stops as soon as the puck hits the ice to start. So that's what I got. I, started, I got that information afterwards. and uh, <laughs> But that's what You're I did. telling them this Monday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot who I, was, who, was, who I was asking. And then uh, so I asked somebody and your wife happened to be at the same time. So your wife answers it. And then the other guy answers it, too. And then your wife says to me, what, didn't you believe me? And I'm like, well, I threw the question out there and two people answered. It wasn't like I asked you and then say, hey, girly. You know, it's not you, but yeah, she helped. But then, yeah, they came down and I was still trying to, and I, like, I couldn't believe when that guy Dave was talking about how he used to announce the game, do the clock. Right. All the, uh, I don't know, everything else, he, play by play. Well, we, no, he didn't do play by play. That, okay. that was me and Howie up in the, up in no. the stands at our table. We had a uh, booth set up. So that would have been when you had the, the water and the nice, yeah, that you know, seems digs. like that's nice. what we were doing then. That seemed like, that seems like it was a lot better than what I was doing. <laughs> just, I mean, honestly, God, it's cold. Well, here, here, oh yeah. oh yeah, it's super cold. But here's the problem. So we get there, we go into the bar, and Al had a drink with us. Yeah, Al was about had about a third of his beer gone, and I had most of my second beer gone. <laughs> yeah, 
and then we get called down there, and Al goes, you want a shot? All right. (laughs) So then at the end of the period, I go back up to get another beer with Frank, because Frank's leaving. And Dave went back down, and Frank bought me another beer because I was drinking fast. And I go, I should probably get this in a plastic cup. And the girl goes, okay, and still gave me a glass cup. And I said, I was supposed to have, I guess I'll just drink it fast. So then she brought me another beer. So now I have two beers in front of me. And so that's my, my third, fourth, and fifth beer. <laughs> and after I had that fifth beer, I walked back down. And they you don't know, play in a while. To, to build on something... Uh Walden said a few weeks ago, when you go to a hockey game, you know what you are there? You're the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And then it came down, and so he and Dave were in the box doing their thing. I come down, and a guy stops to talk to me, and I end up talking to him the whole rest of the game. Yeah. (laughs) I was by myself. (laughs) I was by myself doing a hockey game that I didn't know anything about. And I'm like, goal! And I don't know who was even scoring goals. Yeah, nobody knows who scores goals. Yeah. People, some people had uh, names on the jersey. Some people didn't. But I, you know what? I had fun. But and then they had like the raffles, which you can't sign up for raffles anymore. My nowadays. daughter won one of the raffles. Did she? Yeah. They got you. Got to do everything on your phone now. They got the Q. What are those Q codes or whatever they are? You know, the little square with the little dots. QR on it. code. QR codes. So everything's a QR code. You can't sign. There's no silent auction where you sign anything or you, or buy a raffle and put it in a bag. Those days are gone. Everything's on your phone now. Yeah, she won tickets to the Sabres game on Thursday. I go, how are you going to do that? You're in Oneonta. She goes, she's coming home Wednesday night. Then she, going back Friday. She didn't just want to give you the tickets, huh? I, I don't know. That's why I thought. Maybe all of them have. When do you not go to the game? Mm. Nope. No. So who's, who's she going to the game with? Captain Cuddlepants, her uh-huh. boyfriend. It's coming from Kobolskill. Kobolesky? It's out by Schenectady. So he's coming back from college out there. They, he's coming back for a funeral, so she's tagging along so she can go to the game. Oh. This Megan, this segment brought to you by Kobaleski Tires. <laughs> do you know? Do you guys remember what that's from? No, no. Yeah. You should get this. I'll give you a clue. Your brother's visiting him right now. Uncle Buck. Same actor, but yeah, it was actually it was Uncle Kobaleski Buck. Kobaleski Tires. That was the girl that uh, that Uncle Buck was going out with, but John Candy's girlfriend in there. That's the only thing I remember from that movie is that you can actually act uh, microwave your clothes dry. <laughs> That was funny when he was trying to get his <laughs> clothes out of the dryer. Get in there, you. <laughs> Good movie, though. But, yeah, so it was an exciting uh, exciting sports weekend. And then I wound up going out uh, with my friend, me, and her family. Yeah. Wh- Went to the lake. I thought we were going to have dinner. So we go back up to the bar. Dave orders a drink for Al. Yeah. And I go, I, all of a sudden, there's no Al. So I have my drink, and I text Al, and he goes, yeah, I left. I scooted. I'm like, fuck, now i got to drink his beer. <laughs> well, I was supposed to go, first of all, I'm walking around with three Adam's apples because it's so cold in there. <laughs> so I got the scarf wrapped all around me just trying to, to get him, him to drop. You're not supposed to keep him that close to your mouth. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so that he teabagged himself. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. I, it was hard to talk. I kept gurgling. So <laughs> But then when I was going out, I was supposed to go up at like 6, 6.30. Well, it turns out that uh, my friend was driving up to Lake earlier than that. So she's like, well, if you want to leave at this time, we're going there now. I'll, I'll pick you up. So I was like, well, hell, I want to do some drinking tonight. So we went and uh, I got the ride up you there. You certainly didn't know Craig any more fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I primed the pump. Well, be- <laughs> Yeah. I figured if I was going to eat with them, it was really just code for me eating by myself. <laughs> <laughs> El got his food, so we left and yeah. went back down to the booth. 
But it was good. I got, I got, a, I owe your buddy a, a blue cheese or a, a bottle of, you know, a beer because he bought me a beer. When well, I drank it out there. So, well, the first beer he bought me, so I didn't reciprocate because I didn't put any money on the bar, really. Right. I asked him if they, he wanted. He didn't want a shot the time the first time. Let's I was see, so them. after we went back upstairs, I had three more beers. I was home by six thirty. I thought you weren't drinking beer anymore because of your migraines. I wasn't, but I had like eight on Saturday plus your shot. Oh, you know How's what? Your migraines between noon and six. How's your migraines? He forgot all about them. Speaking of migraines, I've been having, I think I told you, like six, eight weeks, I've been having uh, like a pain behind my shoulder blade. and uh, Left shoulder like t- blade? Yeah. So having a heart attack? That, ah, who knows? So uh, I might just tap on the chest a little bit. I feel good for a bit, but I decide I'm going to go to the chiropractor. Huh? No apple cider vinegar this time around. What do you know? I'm going to the chiropractor, and I'm going to see what they can do, because I've been doing all the time. You know, you Google stuff, and you try to do these exercises, but I feel like I need to go and... Get something looked at. Since it, I know you won't use nitroglycerin tablets, I have a stick of dynamite you can lick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I still I called up to make the appointment today, and I was. She's like, "What doctor do you want to see?" I was like, "Here's the." I said, "Here, let me talk to you for a second before you put me with a doctor." I said, "I am actually afraid. I'm not afraid of a lot of things." I said, "I'm afraid of people sn- like snapping my neck and cracking my neck and stuff." I just I feel like yeah, I mean you hear horror stories and about people who become paralyzed from these things, and I'm like I just. I can tell you a story. I don't tell you. But anyways, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I've never heard of those stories. I want to hear that horror story. Yeah. You know what? I think our I'll listeners what, do now, too. You there, was a, there, was a, there was a couple that was here in, uh, in a town, uh, and I know the people that worked in the office. Well, they went through, and they had a, you know, a newborn baby, infant baby. I don't think the baby was a year or maybe a, not even two years old, but I think it was less than a year old. And they were these kind of holistic people, which is fine. You know, I'm a fan of that. Well, they were taking the baby into the chiropractor. And stuff like that. So healthy baby, but they were still taking the baby in, go to the chiropractor because it was maybe colicky or something like that. Well, the chiropractor is doing something, snapped the spine, and then the baby was a quadriplegic after that. You know, that's too young for stuff like that to begin it with. It absolutely I think. is, and that wasn't a that wasn't a good chiropractor. No, that was it. so exactly. And holistic so, medicine is is hokum. So when you go through and you know, so uh, but I just I've been always afraid of it, you know, and I'm just like I don't want people like they can get behind my back and like press on my middle back and snap my middle back like that. But around my neck, when they sit there and be like, hey, uh, okay, just relax. And no, that's the, that is not going to relax me, you know. So, But I'm going to go, and, uh, and I, my questions I asked her, I said, well, look, here's my question before we start. I'm afraid of you guys. And how do you know what to move and what to snap and what's damaged? You're not taking any kind of x-ray. Do you take an x-ray? Should I get an x-ray first? They're like, no, you don't have to do that. And so... Anyways, I'm going to the voodoo doctor on Wednesday, so if I'm in a wheelchair, we might have to move the studios upstairs. But that's the only thing that scares me. But just so you know, I am moving up in this, you know, it's not just apple cider vinegar, Richard. I'm moving up in the world. That's good. Chiropractor's sort of on the on the cusp because you get, I, I've got a good one. Mm-hmm. And if you need a referral, I'll let you know. But I'm going to my them, own building, my some, old building. Some of them are, you know, also doing the acupuncturist thing and the the... The, the skull massage bullshit and that that's all hokum. Uh, I, I misspoke. I don't. Holistic medicine is a legitimate thing, but yes. you know, alternative medicine for the most part is garbage. How about a reflexologist? The people who rub your feet to solve problems of the rest of your body. <laughs> you know what you know what you have after that? Really good feeling feet. That's it. <laughs> you ever Gee, see those felt. socks you can buy, like Harriet Carter? Those things. It tells the socks have like. 
printed pressure points on it. Like if you touch this part of your foot, this is good for your lower back. Uh-huh. This is good for your optic nerve. This is good for your bunghole. Like everything's there's it's good for everything. It's but it tells you like it kind of guides you through like what you should massage and touch if you want to do that reflexology <laughs> portion of it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Um, I've been going to a chiropractor on and off for many decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told him I was done for a while because I'm feeling better. I see him on the reels and stuff like that or on Snapchats where you can see like these people just getting snapped up. And it does look good. You know, like, I don't know. It looks it looks like it can be some pressure relieving stuff. Getting my neck cracked is incredibly satisfying. It's so loud in your head. And you can relax. Like when they say relax, you can just relax. Well, yeah, because I've been doing it for so many years. It's not... <sighs> It doesn't come naturally. It takes a lot of practice. But if you if you don't relax and you fight against it at that second, you can actually make yourself worse. That's what I'm saying. That's me, I think. So you don't want to do that. I want. I'm thinking they might have those. You know those massage guns that have that. No, no. I'm thinking he might do that with me instead. I'll give you the name of uh, good chiropractor. All right. You you'll be familiar with the the location. That's where I'm going. On those Snapchat videos, though, you see them like they got your body kind of twisted, uh-huh. and then they just push on you. Like those types of ones, I could do. I think I could have them twist my body a little bit and push down and flip your leg over and do that one. I don't. I think I'd be okay with that. He'll take you through the whole routine. He's but the, crack everything. But the neck. Then the, one of the guys I know, he says he goes in there, he takes his shoes off, and he cracks their toes. He, they crack everything. That's excessive. Yeah, I'm like I don't think that's too much. I just. He did teach me how to crack my knuckles. Are you supposed to grab the end of your pinky and? Yank with the opposite hand. Why are you shaking your head? No, I cannot stand the sound of cracking knuckles. It's oh, we'll wait oh. till you get your neck cracked sometime. I had that because I have I have a shoulder neck injury, so oh. that's loud. But the but the popping from so satisfying. cracking knuckles. No, I can't. I used to be able to crack my one left pinky, but ever since I had my injury, is it still limp? Oh yeah. Not it's, as bad. It seems like it's getting better. It's not as bad, but you can feel like there's like right in the middle. You can see like it's thicker right there because that's where it just kind of healed. I didn't have it in the right position, so it's like flat right here, but right here is where all of the... I think I think it chipped like a little bone off it where the tendon hooked onto that, and it just kind of grabbed it like in that where that knuckle is like a little grappling hook and just kind of stayed there, and it's healing itself there. It's hurting less, though. And it's good that it's hurting less. Yeah, so that's good. So how's your Thanksgiving, Rich? Awesome. Yeah. Bill's won. How about the food? <laughs> food was spectacular. Of course, food was spectacular. Was anything smoked? <clears throat> Everything was smoked. I did a full turkey... Two turkey breasts, and then Tammy pretty much just shredded it all. And uh, we had stuffing balls mm. and a whole smorgasbord. Nice. How was your anniversary? Yeah. Uh, lovely. Oh, oh. That's not what I'm talking about, Al. I was talking about <laughs> the thing that made you an asshole. <laughs> uh, that went over fine. She, she, uh, she got me a set of Bluetooth headphones. Cool. Which I- is... Cool, I have cool, said cool. too that it's supposed to work with this board. I haven't figured out how. There, I have. There's an attachment that came with it, but I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I'm supposed to put it. If I put it on there, I think I lo- everybody else loses their headphones. So I don't no, want to do that. because you would just plug it into one of these where the corner no, ones are. No, it's got to plug into one of the to this thing. No. Yeah, for the headphones. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. For Bluetooth. Yeah. So you have like a Bluetooth dongle. Yes, for this board. Yeah. yeah. You're a Bluetooth dongle. You're a Bluetooth dongle. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't want to cut any of that out last week. It was so good. So I saved absolutely as much as I could because it was pretty funny. Ridiculous. Of which part were you in? Well, he didn't want, he told me after the show to cut out the part about the, uh, about him being an asshole. Now you got to cut it out again. No, because I'm not explaining what it is. So 
You have, you have to Patreon. go back. Everyone has to go back to episode 259 and try to figure out what I'm talking about. Was that the title? Like, what was the title that made me laugh again? When they called me up, come here, I need you to smell something. I need you to smell something. Yeah. <laughs> we're in episode 259 right no, now. No, we're in episode 260. What? Yeah. Well, then the numbering's wrong on all the docs. Why didn't you say anything before now? I don't look at the doc until we get here. Jeez. Well, what fucking good are you then? Well, lots of good. <laughs> we were trying to figure out. Uh, Just mentioned. not, you know, I am not a, don't rely on me for when there's beer and hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It left me high and dry. That was unusual though, Al. I got to tell was you. It? I apologize. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I was fine. I didn't care. Like I, I was glad to do it. I don't mind getting thrown to the fire for stuff like that. It was kind of fun. I felt bad. I walked downstairs, and then I was coming back to go into the the box, and then Randy stopped me and started talking to me. And I was like, hey, Craig, quick. Oh. <laughs> How about if I just got a quick. No, you just didn't. Leave me. <laughs> you kept looking over, though, and I, I tried, kept trying to get away from him, but. You're, you're a good man, because I would have just fucking walked out. Yeah. Because I didn't <laughs> sign up for shit. He signed like, up for it. You know it. what? So if there's no announcing going on, he's the one that's going to catch hell. Pete was me. making me, like, Pete was laughing at all my stuff. Like, once you have a little audience there, Pete was in there, and then I was just making stupid announcements, you know, and just cracking up, you know? Like, I just, I don't know if I don't, I don't remember all the stupid stuff I was saying, but enough that made me laugh, and he was laughing. Yeah. I'd like to thank you all for coming, but you know I do my little announcer voice, so. License plate BFM 543, your headlights are on. <laughs> that was a fun, it was the fun. Fu- the funniest thing was, we're standing in the foyer, right when we first got there, and all the little 6U and 8U kids come walking out, and every single one of their parents is carrying their bag and goes, what is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I was Why like, are they I, carrying their own fucking bags? Yeah, I don't care how old you are. When you're playing hockey, that's part of the deal. There was one kid that his father, he was carrying his own bag. Yeah. It didn't even have rollers on it. I mean, this kid was just overwhelmed by the the, the, the He was a goaltender, I think. Yeah. This kid was struggling. I'm like, good for you. Like, now you're playing hockey. You're going places. Right. These other kids, the parents are carrying two and three bags, and they're rolling them out, and guy's got one of the bags in his teeth, and he's rolling out each hand behind him with luggage while the kids are going up, and the kids are asking for questions. Like, Dad, Dad, look, and Josh the, Allen. And the kids are <laughs> they're looking at their phones yeah. while it, they're eight-year-olds. Yeah. They're looking at their phones while the mom and dad are carrying their bags. Fuck that. If you're playing hockey, you're carrying your own fucking bag. I, I think that's how it should I be. I carried my own fucking bag. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's you why there's yours. so few nine-year-olds right. <laughs> playing <laughs> hockey. Because <laughs> some of the parents, all right, I've been carrying your shit for a year. You're yeah. a year older now. You carry it. No, I don't want to play hockey Quit coddling your fucking kids. If they're in hockey, they can handle it. Yeah. That's right. But I saw what else we see. The figure skating, they did that. That was nice. They had some young kids doing that. They did that very well. It was a fun day to be in the... Honestly, I think it's a fun day. If you get a chance to go where you can spend some time uh, in downtown Lockport, I know it's, according to Craig of the Dueling, uh, the city versus the ice hockey, but that day like that, light up Lockport, it there's a lot a of fun stuff It should be a full day, and they should all be working together is what yeah, I'm saying. I agree. I no, should there be are the- businesses downtown that are trying to work together. There are. I know that there are because we... Went to high school with the proprietor or one who was trying to coordinate stuff like that. Yep. And he rattled off the ones that were cooperative and the ones that were rejecting it. Yep. So the ones that are working together I want to are know. pulling you to resources. With? I'm not going to say. You know them. Trust me. And they're kind of shutting out everybody else because they won't go along. 
there's no point in being cutthroat in a little town like Lockport. But even right. that, even exactly. that's when everybody go, really knows everybody. The issues that I even had, even when I was doing events like that, if there was some little hiccups like that, and I was doing advertisements, I would still put those people on there. I didn't. Some people are just quick to spit spit venom bag. If they're not helping me, I'm not helping them. And I'm just like doo doo doo. Everybody's happy. That's fine the first couple times, but if you're if all of a sudden, well, I don't need to advertise. L do it for me. Yeah. That when the, when that attitude comes along, I'm done. Yeah. You know. I'm with you. I don't have to play, uh, say any announcements of the hockey game. It'll do it for me. <laughs> well, there was, we were doing, remember I was talking about the one festival, that four-hour festival that we did before. So I was talking with a local proprietor about it. He's like, oh, are, these worth, are these worth your time? And I said, you know what? It's a day of advertising. You're not going in there and making a killing. You're not making your money. If you happen to break even, that's a good day. You know, and I said, but it's a really day for advertising. I said, if anything, I said, an ideal scenario would be just to walk up with gift certificates and give people gift certificates to your establishment. If we could just get beyond our little fiefdoms and realize that downtown is all of us. You can forget all your problems, forget all your fears, and go. Nobody? Uh, downtown. Back to oh. <laughs> Things will be great when you're downtown. There it is. Thanks, Rich. You got it, buddy. <laughs> I was singing solo. Yeah. So low that we couldn't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> so next year, if you do it with us again, I'm just going to bring the beer in a hideaway cooler and bring it right down so I don't yeah I'm going to be more I don't know I like it then he's going to take 75 pisses I would think more <laughs> you're right I would have liked to have sat there and had more microphones going on instead of trying to pass around it would something. be nice I'll it was ask, just too much it was I'll just, ask about it it just seemed uh, I don't want to say unorganized I mean it was organized for what you guys do it for I'm uh, I, I'm used to having a setup like this here we got a few microphones people we've done visit. that for other hockey games and we could do it again but the junior team, I think, has that's there has their own PR people, and the high school would not want us to do it. Oh, I can get us into the high school if you want to do oh, that. Oh, are you no. kidding me? If the if the no. people who run the rink know anything, they're going to invite Al back and cut you out. Right. <laughs> They'll bring me. I bring the positive. Can, yeah, but can Al do play-by-play? Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> And there he is on the ice. It's a pass to the guy with the skates. Pass into the other guy with the skates. It's a shot on goal. He scores! <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> See? I can do that. You've oh. officially called more hockey than I have. <laughs> and that makes you uh, Mr. Hockey. Yeah, qualified. <laughs> oh, the first couple of games I did when Howie, Howie bailed, he just didn't show up a couple times. Really? So I had to do How'd that make play. you feel? I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's life with Howie. <laughs> Howie. Howie bailed again. That's right. Our non-Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I put that on the sna- on our on yeah. our messenger. I had to Google Gentile because I wasn't sure if it was Jewish or not Jewish. So I had to figure out which one it was before I put that. I put the Yippie Kaye Melon Farmer on there. I'm not sure if he was saying that was funny or if what you were doing was funny. I think I think he said yours was funny because I thought that was funny too. You're a Gentile. <laughs> I am a Gentile. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was right or not, though. I got it confused. You're so a gentle why. Gentile. That's right. But I was talking reference to that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Spectacular or whatever it is. That's just a great movie. Forty. It was like 40 minutes. Just a little Christmas show. That was it? Yeah. Is it like Star Wars Christmas? It's no. It's you know what? <laughs> Nothing ever will be Star Wars. Christmas. It is. A, I don't think I'm ruining it because you can look at the people that are in it. But Kevin Bacon is in it, which was just fantastic. 
Like it was just it was just a great uh, like they introduced like two new Christmas songs which are brilliant. So <laughs> I just thought it was fantastic because the the aliens that are from like this other planet are they found these rudimentary uh, instruments which are you know our current instruments now guitars and keyboards and drums. And of course they're perfect at them immediately. <laughs> yeah, and they're good at them. He said we've been practicing the song, so they're taking what they understand about Santa Claus <laughs> and they put in his song. So they think that he's a master criminal because he could break into people's houses. <laughs> and it's just a, it's a funny song, and I thought it was fantastic. And Kevin Bacon was just great in it. I thought it was just a good good movie. Speaking of Christmas movies, have you guys seen the previews for Violent Night? No. Where Santa Claus is a vigilante? We saw the commercial. Well, is that the one they did for like the movie Scrooged? Remember how they had that? No, this is a real movie. It's coming out like Friday. Really? Yeah. So it's really a horrible killing. It's a question? horror movie for Christmas. Oh. It's like the Weird Al song, Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh. What a crazy fluke. We're going to get nuked on this jolly holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with that particular tune. How about the Night Santa went crazy? Is that also a Weird Al song? It is. Not familiar. Is there swearing in that? No, Al doesn't swear. Okay. Like you. Yeah, see? I like yeah, to get some. that. <laughs> I like to get some. I had to do Christmas music for our Thanksgiving uh, luncheon at school, and I was doing Christmas music, so I just figured I'd put on like today's Christmas hits. Well, there's a lot of long, drawn out songs for Christmas. Mariah so Carey. That's all it is. But I want, I want to have like a list of fifteen or twenty songs that are kind of fun, upbeat. They've got to be out there, so I got to Google some. But I think I'm going to start doing it this week, and it'll be like the Guardian song because that was a fun song. And there's a, there's some fun ones out there, but not all that. Don't get me wrong. I know the Holy oh, Holy Night, and those are good songs for this. But you know, when you're doing a bunch of teenagers, like I was, I had the for Thanksgiving, I did the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. I did that the other day. So I was playing that, and then when he says, "Drink your gin and tonica and smoke your," and then I lowered the volume because it was in the cafeteria. He <laughs> says, "Smoke your marijuana." You're looking at it with the gin and tonica. Yeah, because when. I worked at the Erie Canal Discovery Center. If we went into the schools and played Erie Canal music, we had a we had to censor another song while the E.I.E. was rising and the gin was getting low and the water was getting low. Oh. You couldn't sing gin. Oh. I can top that. I led the pep band back in high school and we were allowed to play tequila, but we weren't allowed to play the the theme song for the, the Budweiser commercials. Because it was associated with beer. I'm like, we're playing tequila. <laughs> it's literally the name of the song. <laughs> right. And that was funny. okay. You guys should have played Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Oh, yeah. That's um, a great tune. That's from, what was that, Stand By Me? Or no, uh, uh, I think I it was remember. Stand By Me. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. So speaking of movies, have you guys watched? I, first, let me preface this by saying I love bad sci-fi movies. Like it's harkens back to the UHF days of the 80s mm-hmm. when you turn on Channel 29 and later Channel 49 and you got the sh- really shitty, the cockroach who ain't Cincinnati and all those shows. <laughs> so I watched Moonfall today, nice. which has Halle Berry in it. Have you guys seen this movie no. or even heard about it? I've no. heard of it. I don't know. I know it is the thing that exists. It is considered one of the biggest bombs in Hollywood history because it was an independent film that grossed. Less than half of its budget in the box office. That would be a bomb. I don't know. There's another one that's out there now that just came up. Okay, so continue to talk. I watched it. It's campy, and it's fantastic 
in the unbelievable category in several spots, but it's fantastic at the same time. As long as you realize you're going in that it's all bullshit and it's just entertainment, you'll be entertained. Mm-hmm. Well, they're talking about this Disney movie that just came out. What is this one called? Is it called? Uh... The Fox and the Hound 2. No, but it's their first one with the openly gay character. Oh, yeah, the Red Panda one? Is that what his brief timeline, first gay character? Yeah, so they said that it's got it cost $150 million to make, and so far they thought they were going to break records. Well, they did. It's only brought in like $18 million, and they just see it's like one of the biggest box office flops ever. But who knows if it'll have like an underground but following Do you know what else was a Strange box office? World. A box office flop? It's a Wonderful Life. Shawshank Redemption. And it's what? a huge movie now. Yeah. That happens with a lot of movies. They get a they get a cult following and they make a comeback. Yeah, for sure. That movie, you could see it with, when Ted Turner was in charge of TNT. It was on every day at some point. Yeah, that kind of what's helped churn it to a certain degree. I mean, look at Christmas Story. They show it for twenty four hours on Christmas from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Right? And Isn't like aren't they doing it now? That's on TBS, and then there's another one on TNT, it's or is it the other way? Not that great of a movie, but you have to watch it. Yeah. I think it is a good movie. It's a good movie. I don't think it's, it's not a great movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I just watched the second one. So, I told you it, every every single part of it is quotable and and right. You you, you kind of build a oh, nostalgia around fuck. it. Yeah, exactly. They have the setup. Did you guys happen to watch that new Christmas story? Christmas? No, I haven't watched it yet. The one is uh, Ralphie as an adult with his two kids. I want to watch it, but I will not watch anything Christmassy until after December first. Oh. Well, I watched it over the weekend, and I, you know what? I watched it on that channel that you gave us, you know, which was good, or that that uh, that website you told us to watch it on, and uh, I thought it was, you know what? I it love was that good. website. It was true. To, it was true. To, it was true to form, like how they try to do. They had him talking over it, and and then some of the guys, or I think some of the original characters, that I think Flick and the other friend, yeah, it's, are it's ones mostly that, original. Characters. Yeah, mostly original characters. I thought it was a good. You know what? It was good. It reminds me, for uh, the game on Thursday. I had set up a second TV in our dining room, and because I have a Roku, there's like a seven-second delay for the stream, so I set up a second Roku on the living room TV. I had them both streaming. That way I could coordinate them so that there wouldn't be like, hey, that just happened in the living room. Let's go in the dining room and see it again type bullshit, and everybody's yelling in the living room, and nobody in the dining room knows why. So I get these things in sync by changing the channel on both of them at the same time, and the one in the dining room is always a second behind. So now I'm doing that. I want a second before the living room, and it's still a second behind. So now I'm doing it again through two or three seconds, still behind, no matter what I fucking did all fucking day. Damnedest thing. Well, your dining room's farther away than the, than the living room from the satellite. From the satellite? Yeah. Why do you talk? I don't understand. <laughs> why? I was being a smart ass. <laughs> and it was making perfect sense to me, actually. <laughs> Speaking of shitty movies, apparently there's a new Bambi sequel coming, a remake. I heard about this. Really? So there's already a remake out there of The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and the Bad Nun, which- The Naughty Nun? The Bad- Because I've seen that movie. Bad Nun. Not Naughty (laughs) Nun. And there's another one in the works called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Ooh. So now somebody, the same people are going to remake Bambi, but it's going to be Bambi the Reckoning. Scheduled for release around Valentine's Day, inspired for the, by the network's Netflix horror, The Ritual. Four men tormented by a mysterious creature in a woodland hiking trip. 
So it's going to be like Bambi with rabies. Nice. Or Cujo. Oh, oh yeah, like Cujo. Why is this website asking me for money? What's happening? It's here? the Guardian. They always ask for money. Yeah. Oh. They, like, hired Goldie, so. <laughs> Goldie who? You don't remember the PBS auctions back in the 80s and 90s on Channel 17? Goldie would beg for money. Constantly. Yes, constantly. Goldie Hawn? No. I don't even know what her real name was. Doesn't matter. It also was, her name was Goldie. And so they'd have this great show on 17, and you'd watch it. I, Creatures Great and Small, let's just say that that was one of the shows. And you get to a really good part, also, and they'd cut it off, and you're in studio, downtown Buffalo. Over if, you like this if you like this programming, right. please. Yep. And if you we give, don't show commercials. If you give us just five hundred dollars yapping at you and begging for money. If you I get five hundred dollars, we'll add a straw to your water bottle. And a tote bag. <laughs> oh, I do remember her. Bags. And that's when I found out that PBS got something like I don't know, five hundred thousand dollars annually sent to them through like a just the federal government to go the through. The federal government send, spends a lot of money. Then and I'm like, well they get half a million a year for Bob doing this Ross donated all his paintings to PBS stations around the country, and some of them hung them up in the studio, and others sold them as a fundraiser. Uh-huh. Uh, then, like, the Grateful Dead would allow them to play their concert. They would record a concert, video a concert, and then allow them to replay it for free. Amazing. As part of their fundraising thing. Did you ever so see that Bob? never had any money. Did right. you ever see that Bob? <laughs> exactly. Did you see that Bob Ross story? How like his own kids tried to sue, and uh, these people like bought the rights to Bob Ross, and like the kids get no money from it because the way it, the, when his son sold the rights to Bob Ross, he didn't realize what he was doing. I and then there's a he documentary got about him. On That's Netflix. what it was. My mother had saw it, and she's like, "Oh, it's just so sad. Like the guys got nothing, and they're not juicing him even a little bit afterwards. Like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of stuck on documentaries on Netflix right now because I want I have in the queue to watch Pepsi Where's My Jet. I watched it. How is it any good? It's great. Is it okay? Yes. Because right now I'm watching Ancient Apocalypse with Graham Hancock, and it's. Such bullshit, but I, I guess got to finish watching it at this point. Okay, let me let me save you some time. The Pepsi Where's My Jet? Yes, is exactly what you expected it to be. Really, word for word, all the things you heard about when it was going on. Yeah, th- there's no surprises in it whatsoever. It was great to watch, just the same. Do you ever watch the documentary they did about looking for the old Atari ET game? No, I never saw that. It's on Netflix, also. The guy, I don't think I would bother watching The it. guy drives a DeLorean. That makes sense. <laughs> I think his name is Ernest Klein. Is that where they went through when they f- tried in to find Arizona, out? In Arizona, they went through a landfill. Yeah, they figured out what day the garbage was picked up and where they got it all, and then yep. they they found a lot of them, I they think. Did. So. They did. What for? They just they destroyed more than they sold. Why but why dig them up? Because they're collector's items now. If you have them, they're Not worth really. lots of money. Not if it's been in a dump. If you've got one that was never opened back in the 80s, that might be worth a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. But, hey, we just dug a thousand of these out of the landfill. All right, so who wants thousands of them? Nobody does. Right. Yeah, but you know what? If you dig them out and then you clean them up and then you just kind of put a new cellophane on them, people will buy them as the, without even ever opening them because that's how people are. So you can, Maybe as a that's gag how we'll gift. get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as a gag gift, like free with purchase of a small order of fries at McDonald's or something. So. Last week, or maybe the week before, I was telling you how I couldn't find the Lethal Weapon 5 episode. Oh, you found it. I found it. (laughs) Well, same thing with their episode for Lethal Weapon 6, when they're trying to gather money to make the movie. Mm -hmm. That one is not on streaming platforms either. 
That makes sense. And that one's worse, I think. Like, I think that quite possibly they, is one of the most racist episodes it's I've not, seen on modern television. It, all right. It's not racist if you're making fun of the people who do that shit seriously. Yeah. They're making fun of those people. It's a parody. A parody. And they're going to be, yeah, I understand. I, no, I agree with that. I wish Walden was here because he could probably explain this more. The Wade Boggs one where they're trying to drink 50 beers on a cross-country airplane flight. That's the episode I'm on now. Uh-huh. Well, what's your question in regards to that? Did Wade Boggs really drink 50 beers on a cross-country transcontinental flight? I have no idea whether that's true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the story to be great. No. Right. <laughs> Can't we just Google it? I mean, I do realize that, that uh, Walden is our personal Google here when it comes to sports things. All right. Isn't mobile friendly? Uh. <laughs> hey, it's Google mobile friendly. <laughs> He's not here this week. You should make that the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to be quieter, though. We don't wake anybody up since we're in his living room. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. So today is Cyber Monday, okay. and I've been watching. There's this gaming computer that I've wanted to buy for a couple months. I just bought one. And now I think I'm going to have... I'm going to see if there's that place over on Davidson will build me one. A laptop? No, a gaming desktop. Oh, I can my, do that. My nephew can do that for you. So this gaming desktop that I found two months ago, it's HP is their main thing. And it was like, uh, I think it was 2200 bucks. So I've been watching it and watching it and watching it. Last week, they upped the price to $2,500. Today, on Cyber Monday, it's like Cyber Monday Savings, $2,200. Yeah. If that's what they do all the time. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to consumerism, buddy. And yeah. guess what? That's how they get you. You know that's right. What's the video card? I don't know. Why, why are you looking at this without talking to me first? Well, yeah. I will talk to you more when I'm closer to being ready. Yeah. I, I can build you one cheaper than that. I want it to be a mean machine. Uh, I just bought a laptop. Okay. For Black Friday. Yeah. It's a i7 processor, 16 gigs of RAM, half a terabyte SSD. Oh, with that's the good stuff. A GeForce RTX 3050 Ti, which is an outdated You get video the 3050 card. Ti, that's what I'm talking about. That's where things happen. I have an i7 and an RTX GeForce here. Yeah. GeForce what? I don't know. I'm just looking at the sticker. Okay. Whatever, dude. That's a garbage computer. It, it's, a sli- <laughs> it's a slightly outdated video card. I'm not a serious gamer. Like, I'm not a gamer. I want to be prepared for that. <laughs> I, want a video, I want a laptop that does everything I want it to do. But then I probably just use it as a browser. I bought a gaming laptop to do the podcast on because it renders the podcast so much faster. And it, yeah. it, it, the beef behind it, it just makes editing so much better. Yes. What but, are you going to do with that computer? That is this computer. How, what are you going to do with that once you get the new one? No, this is, oh, this would be my laptop still. Oh. He's talking about getting a, a desktop. Oh, the desktop. Yeah. Oh. I only have three laptops. I, I, I got one upstairs that is specifically for torrent use. <laughs> it's always on. Always on. Always on. Always seating. I have You're this a good one. citizen. I am always seating. <laughs> you got to have a positive ratio, man. And sometimes it takes months to get that positive ratio on a, on a seed. I don't understand. Are you on a VPN as well? No. I don't understand what you guys are talking about. So... It's mostly on trade-friendly music, so... A torrent is when you take one big file and you split it up into lots of little tiny files and share it. And say you got uh, a song, 
Okay, and that's, I don't know, how many megabytes is a song now? I just downloaded a whole Grateful Dead concert, and it was 1.2 gig for the okay. whole concert. All right, so let's say. Let's so isn't that like what Napster did way back when? Well, it's, it's not Napster. But it's, I do it uncompressed, too, so mine are larger. Because back then, three, four megabytes a song was pretty typical. And you, on a, on a dial-up connection, that would take you know, at least 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, with torrents, you're dealing with gigabytes of data on a, you know, whole operating systems is what I use it for. I'll use that to download, like, updated versions of Linux and stuff like that that I want to tinker with. So you take that big file, it splits it up into lots of little files. And let's say you got 30 people who all want it. So each of those 30 people will download a different file of the first 30, and then they'll start downloading that file off of each other instead of off of you so that they can come get the next 30 files that they didn't already download. So by everybody sharing bandwidth that way, everybody downloads much quicker. Yep. So That's I do a lot of... torrent does. So the, most of the torrents I get are trade-friendly bands, so it's not like it's going to be a source. problem. Yep. Yeah. So, you, you know... Bands that have trader tickets, so, so you can record the show and stuff, and then you just trade them. There's no money involved or anything. So that's most of what my torrents are. I'm starting some audio so books. So it's boring and terrible. I'm starting some audio books that I found, so we'll see how that works out. When are you going to start reading audio books and doing that to make money? Oh, you mean speaking them? Yeah. You don't want to hear my voice. Huh, we listen to it every week. You can make some loot. Plus, you're a fast reader. You can just rip through some he of these doesn't, books. He doesn't really know how to read that fast. He just goes through the motions. <laughs> he's, he only, he's only reading seven words on a page. at him in the parking lot. That's right. How can you even give an honest book review when you're only reading like every fifth word? <laughs> I read all the words. What the fuck, man? Dude, have you seen you read? Yeah. There's no way you're reading all the words. Oh, yes, there is. That's impossible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You've seen him read, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, there's no way you're reading. You're going through two pages by the time I could read, like, a, a, a quarter of one page. I'm at a 158 for the year, by the way. Books? Yeah. I'm like, they're a case in point. You made my point. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You're I reading did. a book every two days. Yes. Daha. <laughs> case closed. Listeners, <laughs> what only, do you think? They're only 300, 350 page <laughs> books. I mean, that's a couple hours worth of reading. He's calling you a poser, man. He's yeah. wrong. Nerd. <laughs> so then this computer is the podcasting computer and my Minecraft computer because it's beefy, so it'll play <laughs> Minecraft pretty well. Right. And then I have a third my, uh, laptop that is for writing, and it's a little bit smaller and it's easier to move around so I can take it with me anywhere. Might and they all have solid state. So Could we say Craig is like a torrent reader? He's only reading like smaller files, <laughs> <laughs> and then other people are putting them together in his head. Does that work? Does that statement work in this scenario? <laughs> Sure, because I'm just—I still don't understand all that computer mumbo jumbo. But it seems like something's a little fushy over there. Two books is a book every two days. That's all I'm saying. Plus, you're having apparently relations with the missus regularly. On top of all the things you have to do in school, there's not enough time in the day for you to read. Two Dude, books I work a day. 17 hours a week. Oh, well, that's most people only work 17 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just at their job 40. <laughs> so by the time you're done pooping at work, I mean, yeah, that, that's. Right. At least, you know, 20 of your hours. Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah, I can't believe the amount of people that only poop on the clock. <laughs> it's you don't have to pay for toilet paper. Yeah. You get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, still, I'm still shitting at home, even though I'm shitting at work. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saving money on paper, but I'm getting paid. So right. Oh, there you go. I should add Lane. You should see those Zoom resume. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> so our third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Zoom has a mute button. <laughs> Sometimes they sneak up on you, though. They should actually have one of those fake backgrounds actually being a bathroom. Bathroom stall? Oh, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? The what? One of the fake backgrounds should be a bathroom stall. <laughs> That's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. With a glory hole. <laughs> it's not just a bathroom stall, but a filthy bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like one from It's Always Sunny. That's right. Why is there a hole in the... <laughs> and then he explains it. Well, you see... Well, sweet D. <laughs> oh, I was just reading this article. You didn't even—I didn't even know this was on your uh, on the follow-up things that we were doing or on the on the the list of stuff. But that whole Velveeta, that whole Velveeta one. Yeah. You what a bunch of malarkey that is. Go ahead and read it. Let me get to it. Well, it's, it's opening not quite up. How they get you, it. but it is not how they get you. But I'll tell you what—it's just so frivolous, you know. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. And I hope they don't even pay anything on this for a frivolous lawsuit. I hope she gets nothing. But Florida woman sues after claiming Velveeta Cup takes longer than ready time to prepare. The label basically says that uh, the meal is going to be ready to go in three and a half minutes. But it doesn't include the time to take the package off, add the water, stir it. So, uh, so Amanda Ramirez of Highlight is listed as the plaintiff in a $5 million class action lawsuit against the Kraft Company. And she said that uh, the ready in three and a half minutes is false and misleading because the product takes longer than three and a half minutes to prepare for consumption, which, again, doesn't sound like anything that would be mumbled out of her mouth. It sounds very uh, uh, legal-like, prepared for consumption. But printed on the box labeled before alleging the three and a half minutes ready time is just the length of time to complete one of several steps. However, it does not take into consideration the overall time. So, it, Yeah, because then she'd have to admit it took 10 minutes for her to read the package. Yeah. You have to read the package. You have to take the lid off. You have to add the water. You have to put it in. You have to stir it. Then you have to hit it again. Then you have to let it cool off. So... uh she thought she could just be expected to have her meal ready and eat in three and a half minutes. And uh, you know what? Good for the Heinz company. They said, you know what? We are aware of this frivolous lawsuit, and we will strongly defend against the allegations of this complaint. Like that's, I don't even understand how this becomes a lawsuit. Not, I mean, not just a lawsuit, but a class action lawsuit. They, whoever is putting this together, as far as the legal team, should just be revoked as far as any kind of a, uh, law degrees that they have. Criminal. Stuff like this is what keeps everybody, it keeps this country in such a litigious uh, mindset. You can't do anything without somebody trying to sue you. That's right. Oh, look at this. I'm looking at some of the comments. These people should be forced to pay all legal fees and expenses for frivolous lawsuits like this. In a lot of cases, they are. <laughs> somebody says, well, if you're going to sue them, you might as well sue Minute Rice, too. <laughs> you know, you're right. Or Quaker Instant Oats. They're not instant. Instant coffees aren't instant. Yeah, so where does it stop? Remember the lawsuit that uh, some that they wanted to bring to the courts in regard they wanted to sue Home Depot and Lowe's and everybody for uh, for mislabeling pieces of wood because two by fours are not two by fours, right? You know they're like an inch and three quarter by three and three quarter inch. That actually pissed me off when I found out about it too because I was building something. I bought wood 
to work on something. I couldn't tell you what it is at this point, but I had figured out the measurements for everything being actually two inches by four inches, uh-huh. and everything was smaller. And I was like, "This isn't going to work now." Yeah, I had no idea that it was well because they butt when they butt it up to the joints and stuff. Yeah, that's how it winds up getting into that. Once they cut it, and then they leave enough room in there for a quarter inch of drywall. You know, when they putting that stuff on. So there's a method to the madness when it comes to that. But they threw that out of the courts right away, which was good. I was just up in your bathroom, L, and you have those those Christmas lights playing across your porch. Oh yeah. When you're standing in the bathroom, it looks like someone keeps walking by the window trying to look in. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it takes me a little bit longer to towel dry when I'm there. <laughs> See, Craig, that's why you should stop doing that. Looking in the bathroom or going to the bathroom? Looking in the bathroom. Well, you see, like, my neighbors have all these beautiful lights up and everything and all their reindeers, and it looks beautiful. And I have one little light that's shining, just slow motion, red and green lights. Good enough. (laughs) So I want to take, we have three deer that are, that we can, they're white Christmas lights, so you put them in the front yard. I want to take, like, on one of them the white lights out of, like, the front haunch and make them all red so it looks like blood like coming. Like got shot. <laughs> like it got shot. <laughs> there are a bunch of videos and stuff like that that have it. One guy's got one of them hanging in a tree. So he's got it hanging in a tree, and then he's got the red lights going right from the inside of the heart and going down into a puddle. Well, did you see what I put on Facebook? I think it was last year or year before. I said, I want to get a life-size blow-up of my mother-in-law to put in the front yard for Christmas decorations, and I'll call it the Nutcracker. Uh, <laughs> you're sweet you mother Why is that? She'll get hit by a reindeer. I know. <laughs> your daughter looks so much like your mother. I mean, like your wife. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was just, when I when she came down for the hockey thing, it was unbelievable. Oh, JoJo. JoJo. Honest yeah. to God, like I'm looking, I was like, oh, my God, you're Did you so see when Patience came down? She was with Captain Cuddlepants? I don't recall that, no. Okay. I was busy, I think. I was still down at the, at the timekeeper's bench at that point. Oh. This was before I left. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I didn't really pay attention. You. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, come on out to game me. We'll have some fun. I had fun. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> no, I, I actually did have fun, too, so it was good. And uh, and then who was there? Was it Mike, right, from, what is it? Howell? Howell Motors. Motors Ford. Yeah, okay. he's the... What is his role there? He's the guy who puts it all together. But is it, does he is he the owner of Howell Motors? Yes. Okay. Yep. We're friends, send friends. Is he a Howell? No. His dad bought it from the Howells, I think. Okay. So you just keep the name because it's an established name. That's yes. how that works? Yep. Okay. Those guys, all those car dealers, they got to be worth they're, they're worth a gazillion dollars, all those guys that own car dealerships. I don't know. All He's right. had no cars on his lot for the last two years, though, so uh-huh. that's probably problematic. Well, maybe spend a little bit too much time putting hockey days together. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what was going on. Is it the auto industry? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the whole industry. Yeah, my sister said that if you want to buy a new car, don't do it right now. Wait till at least... 2024. Did I haven't seen any the Fusillo stuff? Is all that gone? No, I just heard her thing on it the other day. Because they there's a there's a car it's dealership Tom, that's on Grand Island. Did the Grand Island is the, is that still a Fusillo dealer in Grand Island? Yeah, or did Tom they bought Parks somebody? runs it. What's the name of his company? It's still Fusillo Chevrolet. Oh, I saw another company go in there, and I just thought maybe they bought it North. I don't know where they were. I forget the name of it, but I just thought it was another. Maybe company. they call themselves not Billy Fusillo Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, not quite as huge. That <laughs> their their chain is huge. There's a few silos all up and down at least the east, the east coast. coast yeah. yeah, and Arizona. And Arizona? Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. I you know what I miss is Mike Ogneby. We'll see you right here. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> now that. he's I think he's gone and it's just cheapcars.com, I think. Oh really? Yeah. 
There's one heading out. Where's that one cheap cars? Is that in? Uh, That's in Batavia. Batavia, yeah. Yep. I drive by that all the time when we head out to Alex's, and I go that way when I take my mother to Strong. And they have... Uh, Steve Tasker is married to the Wester people, so that's why he's the Wester spokesperson. Oh, is that why he's on there? Yeah, he married their daughter. I always wondered why he's in there. So he's doing all that stuff for pro bono. Probably. Or they're probably just giving a big fat paycheck because they know it's going to the daughters. They're washing money. What a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) The one local dealership has a a woman spokesperson. She's been doing it for a few years now. The Toyota one? I don't remember, but she's terrible. She's always been terrible, and she's getting gradually better, but she's still The one with really, terrible. really bright blue eyes and jet black hair. Yeah, black hair. Yeah, that's North Towns. That could be. Yeah. I don't know why she's the one doing the commercials. She's got a big rock on her finger. She's married yeah, to somebody. Yeah, she's definitely married to somebody. I don't hate her. I don't but hate I her. Talking I just to. don't think she's a good spokesperson. Yeah, she's racerific. Yes. There's, there's more to life than that, bud. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, her eyes are... she got really pretty eyes. Her eyes... Have seen a lot of love, but they're never going to see another car like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What was the place out on transit? Shit. What the? Gambino. Yes. <laughs> I love those Hi, Mom. Yes. His mom lived, used to live right down the street from me. Oh, really? Yep. I liked Gambino. I mean, I know... You know what they used to do? I love this story. You know the Molinaro and Pelicano family? Yeah. Well, old man Stevie Pelicano bought a brand new Ford from Gambino Ford. So he would go in, <laughs> the niece and Michael and Auntie and them, when they would go through and he bought the car, as soon as he would come over to his house, they would take oil and they would pour it underneath his car. And they would tell him, look, I don't know what's going on. I just bought a brand new car. This thing's leaking oil. <laughs> so then Stevie spoke broken English to begin with. He would go in screaming at these guys, You summon a bitch, I don't know what you did. The car don't stop a leak of the oil. You know? So he kept going back in and they'd be like, Alright, they put it on the lift, they don't see any oil. So then he goes like, Hey, they got no oil. He says, Okay, so he would go park at the somebody's house, they'd pour oil underneath his car again. Some of the bitch thinks the only time I come in here is when I leak oil. And now he goes back and forth, back and forth a few times to yell at the guy. And I don't think they I don't think they even ever admitted to it putting the oil in there. But it just was funny. <laughs> but it's a, the poor guy. They went out of business suddenly. Well there was some kind of I think maybe some tax evasion going on. It was Obama. <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you related, Al? No. <laughs> I I just think that maybe what was acceptable in accounting practices prior to weren't as acceptable in the years to follow. So maybe there was a few hiccups along the way. Right. So you are you related to the Pelicanos? No. No, they're all Molinaro offshoots. So it's, uh, I think I'm probably as close to them as you can get without actual blood. Because I wrestled again with Dominic and Peter. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah. They're insane, but lovable insane. Yeah. Dominic's the one that kidnapped me, him and Anthony Molinaro one time. They kidnapped you? Yeah, they called me up one day and said, Anthony says, come on, we're going to go. We want to go. Dom's got his boat. We're going on Tanawan and we're just going to go <laughs> ride around. I told you this story before, right? And then they wouldn't let you off the boat until you had sex with them yeah. because of the implication. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> they said we're going out for a couple hours, and they're both off on Monday. It was on a Sunday, and I said, you know what? I got to work in the morning. I don't want to go. He's like, come on. We're going out for a couple hours. I'm like, all right. Pick me up. Pick me up at 1130. to be at the boat at noon. So 
I figured, okay, it's late. And I said, all right, it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. I said, all right, I'm ready to come back. Well, then we were going from bar to bar, hopping around. So next thing I know, it's just forever. We're drinking and we're going to get appetizers. Now it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and we're at a... Yeah, get up in three hours yeah. and work. And they, they got me at some strip club in... That you can boat to? Tonawanda. Club Marcella. No, it's like Tonawanda. Can't boat to Club Marcella. <laughs> no, because it took... But you're right in there. So what is it? Tonawanda? Is there a strip club in Tonawanda or North Tonawanda? One of those? I don't know, but you can definitely motorboat there. So <laughs> it was a horrible night. And I get there. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And then this Russian stripper comes up to me. You brought her home with it, didn't you? Not even a little bit. I yelled it. I swore. I swore. If you're motivating really? there. I swore. I was, I'm like, you know when you're just exhausted yeah. and tired? Yeah. I mean, I didn't sleep well the night before because I was out doing stuff, and I, that's why I didn't want to go on the boat to begin with. But now I wound up, I'm, you know, back to drinking. Now it's 3.30 in the morning, and she comes up to me in her little rush, and she's like, what's the matter? You don't like it, the girls? <laughs> me, I just lost it on her, and I said, you know what? You bleep, 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 and then I just... And I just then I went outside and had a cigarette because I was a like, ladies man. Yeah. Oh my God, I was aggravated that day. And, and then Natasha out. yelled for Boris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then L was out. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, but they kidnapped me that day. It was take brutal. Bullwinkle and get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. Yeah. So, but yeah. So you're re- you're a wrestling guy. Yes, I wrestled in high school. I think don't aren't they looking for coaches for wrestling right now? I I could probably coach, but I couldn't. I was. A barely adequate wrestler, but I knew what I had to do. That those who can't do, it. do teach. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. I don't think. I thought Joe was doing. Well, no. Isn't Billy well, Morello doing it? You could probably. Yeah, he's a varsity just coach. Read a book. But yeah. you still have his JV. dad's the JV coach. His, his yeah, his Billy and his father, and then uh, another guy's uh, modified. But there's only one. You need more than one coach. I mean, you need more people for those things. I think maybe isn't Joe doing it anymore? I don't know. Are you related to them? No. 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 Maybe back in the home country. We are of no relation. What? Nothing. You got articles? I had a ton of articles. I thought you were talking about becoming a wrestling coach. I couldn't become a wrestling coach. I would be like, you know. Chris Pratt was a wrestler before he was saving the world. We have posters really? of that. <laughs> we have posters of all these, like a wrestling wall of all these people that were Olympiads. And then before I was a gold medal champion, I was an Olympi- I, uh, I was a wrestler. And before I was a world-renowned actor i was a wrestler before i was this i was a wrestler hmm. who else uh, tommy hilfiger before i became a fashion icon and a designer i was a wrestler so you have a shot of being something because you wrestled well, okay <laughs> don't squander it <laughs> dwayne johnson before he became an actor he was a wrestler yeah you're right, right. he was yeah. <laughs> he was that's right how about the fabulous moolah oh i used to love the fabulous was she ever moolah. an actress uh, do, would you consider those 80s wrestlers to be actors and actresses yeah it's not the same. I'd say the storylines were better in the 80s and early 90s than they are now. Well, we talked about that early before the show. That's what the NFL's turning into. It's all scripted stuff now. Yeah, there, I said it. The NFL is equal to the WWE? Yeah, because the WWE is world wrestling, and it's an, a sports entertainment outlet. So okay. at the NFL went from NFL sports to NFL sports entertainment. And they did that, what, is it 2015 or something they changed to that? So that means they can pretty much script stuff and write things and do what they want. So it's not really there just for the 100% of the sport. It's there to go through and generate money and generate dollars and cents. And they're worth billions of dollars in 
new income every year, but we still have to pay for their stadiums. And we still have to pay for it. And then you'll see, but they're going to throw us a bone every now and then. So now they're going to start picking and choosing who's going to win uh, Super Bowls. So they, so a lot of the communities can still stay hyped up and stay, you know, spark, spark, you know. If that's true. I think sports. it's well past due for Buffalo to have a Super Bowl. We're going to get it. We're on track for that now. Now that they got Josh Allen playing for him, you know, they got Josh going through. I mean, all of a sudden, last three games, since he signs a big deal with FanDuel, his, his points are uh, well within the, the guidelines and the spread. Come on, Josh. So, so the reason the Bills lost four Super Bowls in, the row, in a row is because they, they were went, a sports team. They went over on the Coke budget. If they were There on, you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my helmet. <laughs> Oh, that's coming out of your pay. <laughs> Sports entertainment. You'll see. That's what it is now. Maybe. There's no maybe about it. Open your eyes, man. I think there's too much legislative review on the NFL for that to become like wrestling. It's not going to be. You never heard of bribes? Everybody's getting kicked off. It's going all the way to the top. It's, it's not going to be preordained. Next like thing you know, they're going to make Dan Snyder change the name of the team. Yeah, billions and billions of dollars. They don't care. You can do what no, you want with billions, billions of dollars. And billions of dollars. $7 billion dollars. A year in new revenue. I mean, and look at how much control the refs have. The refs can dictate the games. In every sport. Uh, yeah. And they, you can't speak out against them because then you get fined. Yeah. Which I think is, again, ridiculous. I don't know. I think it's still... What are you going to do? Don't watch it. Don't watch you it. You want to watch sports? You want to see something? Watch college for now. College it's is still... even oh, worse. Yeah. There's no fix in college football. No, I still think it's these kids are trying worse. hard. You got a guy... Harbaugh up in Michigan, and I know that Walden is a big blue fan, and he's super happy that they doubled up on Ohio State, yeah. the Ohio State this past weekend. But here you got a guy who took a pay cut from $9 million so that they can better recruit at a public school. They're turning kids away who can't afford tuition, but they're paying their football coach millions of dollars. And he, by beating Ohio State, he gets all these incentives. Yeah. Worth millions of dollars. Based on demonstrated performance. Everything should be and, on that. And if you get fired, you're guaranteed. Got the golden umbrella. You still get all that. If if you or I get fired from our job, we're not getting paid. No. No, you got to steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's no golden umbrella. I'm going to have $100,000 in pencils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, GL, gosh. where'd you get the overhead projector? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the and smart board. <laughs> so I got enough paper clips to rule the, the universe. Oh, there you go. That's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not 15 times. <laughs> well, speaking of sports in the NFL, I got to see what this one's all about. The Vikings. the Vikings story? Yes. It's so good. The Minnesota Vikings faced scrutiny on Sunday during their devastating loss to the Dallas Cowboys. You're all choked up about it. I know. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's cold. How are you going to read books that fast if it chokes you every time yeah. you start reading? I know. Exactly. I, I, that's why I said I couldn't do it. Don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. The organization thought two to honor day. U.S. Not two books a day. Two books. Two books <laughs> a book every two days. <laughs> Guys read a, a book every two days. Come on. Do the math, people. No, I, I believe you. <laughs> the organization thought to honor U.S. service members at their stadium during salute to service. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, the old salute. However, the team apparently fell for a prank as one of the tweets curated for the Skull Salute saluted featured an adult film star in military gear. 
rather than an actual member of the armed forces. The photo showed Stephen Wolf, whose stage name is Johnny Sins, dressed in fatigues. Wolf is routinely featured in social media memes given the breadth of his career in the adult film industry. Basically, you could send in your loved one and they would put it up on the board. Right. So but this he is, wasn't naked, right? This is the porn world's version of Baba Booey. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Howard Stern. This has happened before where they've got a porn star dressed as a doctor for the for the porn, and they put that into is like that him? medical documentation. Yep. Huh. So it looks like he's a regular military guy. So this wasn't a mix-up either. This was a prank because the what they're showing on the board is the guy, uh, it looks like a tweet. Uh, next to the picture uh-huh. from somebody named Kyle. It says, at Vikings, this is my cousin Joel who served in the Army. He's always been an inspiration and someone I look up to for his heroism. He is also a huge Vikes fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a mix-up. That was uh, Kyle being a dick. Huge dick. Fitting that happened during the Cowboys game because they got fucked by the Cowboys. That was a bad game for the Vikings. <laughs> Some guy said the Vikings just couldn't perform. Talk about the pounding they took. They went limp <laughs> as soon as the ref called action. <laughs> they couldn't get it. They got, <laughs> couldn't get it in the end zone. He prematurely coughed up at the ball over and over, and generally looked like he had never seen an end zone before. Uh, so, oops, oops. Uh, so yeah, they had. To, so yeah, it looks like the uh, the comment people had uh, their fun with it. How would you like to speed round these headlines? All right. So you mentioned uh, Meteor hitting Niagara Falls. Correct. Close. No cigar. Uh, it dropped somewhere near Niagara-on-the-Lake. Okay. That's really close, actually. It's, it's pretty close. But um, they, they think parts of it may have broken off and landed there, but it actually passed over. It um, passed over Niagara-on-the-Lake? Yes. Okay. Uh, and they saw it coming. Uh, a day or so in advance. So they actually had time to, like, one guy went out there and he actually stood at the intersection of Highway 403 and Highway 55 in Niagara-on-the-Lake and said he watched it pass over his head. That's how far in advance they knew it was coming. Ah. So I'm going to stand to the spot it's supposed to crash. No. Was he off to the side? It was directly over his head, but it was well above his head. Okay. I would have had a magnet so I could have caught some of the fragments <laughs> as they were going by because those are pretty magnetic. From what I understand. Yes, quite. So it might have actually landed somewhere in uh, Lake Ontario. Ah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, a guy in France sued his employer for terminating him because he wouldn't participate in their fun. <laughs> Which is, you know, the opposite of the Beastie Boys. You got to fight for your right to not have to party. Yes. Um, the company's motto is "fun and pro." They organized a host of social events for staff in order to bolster team spirit. Fun is strongly emphasized on the company website. Uh, when the employee refused to take part in the activities, the company accused him of being square and boring, difficult to work with, and a poor listener. I like the, the <laughs> they were code right to bullying. I like the code name they're using. I pity the fool. I pity the fool makes me have fun. Look at that. The poor guy just wants to be left alone, and they're bullying the poor guy. He said he didn't agree with their definition of fun and that he was entitled to critical behavior to refuse company policy based on incitement to partake in various excesses. Atomic wedgies are not fun. Yeah. 
They may be fun for you, but they're not fun for some of us. Uh, they encouraged associates to drink alcohol, to call each other by nicknames, which weren't all complimentary, I presume. Uh, uh, and, of course, all this in French, so they're very uppity about it. <laughs> so... They Can you imagine him. if they call somebody Stinky Pete in France? How bad he must smell? <laughs> <laughs> well, in France, they just call you Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably Pierre. Pierre, right. Uh, so oh, as was, opposed to P.U. He was awarded 3,000 <laughs> French francs. Uh, however, he's demanding 461,000 French francs for damages. The, the court is still looking at. I hope he gets something. Maybe they can lighten up and have fun, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> Francis. Yeah, Francis not making him do that. Uh, an Irish blind man was arrested because he was cycling and crashing into cars, and he was drunk. So he got a DWI, and this all happened in Letterkenny District Court. In, yes! In County Donegal. <laughs> a woman has sparked debate as she admits she's... She regularly washes her artificial Christmas tree before she puts it up. She washes it in her bathtub to keep it dust free while it's plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> you know the article doesn't specify that I saw. I, I imagine she would not keep doing it that way, though. <laughs> it's the best way to get that yeah. that JFL. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Christmassy smell of ozone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If she did do it that way, it wouldn't be an annual cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Might be an anal cleaning yeah. because she would evacuate. <laughs> um, massive Elon fans are driving a giant sculpture of Musk's face on the body of a goat riding on a rocket around the Austin area. Uh, they put his head on the body of a goat because he is, in their opinion, greatest of all time, which they put on a rocket. Because he likes dildos. To the moon! He, he, he likes penis-shaped rockets. Because <laughs> he's doge. I can't stand the guy. Uh, a married couple who are both speed eaters break the world, have broken the world record for eating hot dogs and burritos as a couple. She ate an entire burrito in 31.47 seconds, which I feel like any one of us could beat. Uh, on the same day... She broke the record for the most hot dogs eaten in one minute, downing six to double the record. Her own previous record? The record. Okay. That's a lot of wiener in one minute. It's probably the women's record, because he ate 12 in three minutes, beating the previous record of nine. The pair known as the Hungry Couple met four years ago while preparing for a competitive eating event. Uh, and finally, um, the house from Goonies. That's is what I'm going reading right sale. now. I'm so excited. Only $1.7 million. Yeah, so we can buy that and buy Ralphie's house and start a, a movie house museum $50 bill. Yeah, that would be nice because it's good enough for me. It's good enough for you. That song is from the Goonies. Wow, that house is built in 1896. I wouldn't wow. buy that house. It looks fantastic. It's going to have to be rewired pictures. soon. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Since the movie hit theaters in 1985, fans have flocked to the home in northwestern Oregon's historic part of Astoria. The city celebrates Goonies Day on June 7th, the film's release date, and welcomes thousands of people for the event. Owner Sandy Preston 
was known to have been largely welcoming to visitors, but she lived in the house full time and the constant crowds were a strain that prompted her at times to close it to foot traffic. So 150 people a day. She just got a little tired. I guess you can imagine, but I think it's awesome. Holy shit. After the film's 30th anniversary drew 1,500 daily visitors in 2015, Mm -hmm. she finally put up a no trespassing sign. And that stayed up until this past August. That's a that's a lot of people, man. That's too many people. Like the house could not sustain that many people visiting. But imagine that. I would actually, you know, put a little uh, a little cash machine in there and do a like a, a dollar a picture to come in and sit on the porch. There you go. That's a cash cow right there. And you know what? I got news for you. That's a it's a beautiful house actually too. I like the wraparound porch on it. It is a nice house. Yeah. I'm a little shy of 1.7 million though. <laughs> I have the Hello. point. <laughs> <laughs> El, why don't you tell us how they get us? Holy cow, let me get there. <laughs> Just the title it, alone. This was going to be Canada Watch, but I thought, no, El should read this one. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm surprised I didn't get this on my news feed, but <laughs> luring pedophiles through fake online ads is not entrapment the supreme court says Hmm. and that's how they should get them that's yeah Yeah. the supreme court of canada has ruled that online police investigations targeting adults looking to have sex with children does not constitute police entrapment in a rare 9-0 ruling the top court dismissed the appeals of four men convicted of child sex offenses do not name them those guys are bad people very an investigation by York Regional Police called Project no, 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 ran from 2014 to 2000. I didn't know if he was a real person, so I didn't want to say his name. Raphael. Okay. Project Raphael. All right. But it involved Not undercover. Uh, that's who I was thinking of when he said that. <laughs> I just went right to the Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, uh, but uh, they were, let's see, posing as uh, teenage escorts on the website they suspected of being a hub for the sexual exploitation of children. So... Uh, the undercover officer posing as the girl would then reveal that she was actually as young as 17. And those who agreed to continue with their transaction were directed to a hotel room. All 104 men who showed up at the hotel room were arrested. 104. Like, that should seem, like, shocking. But is that not even a shocking number? To me, it's a shocking number. It's I disgusting, th- It's man. disgusting. The men charged range in age from 18 to 71. There's, like, 148 after the conversion rate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they get you, really. But you know, I don't know. I, I like I said, that's. I think that's how they should get you. Yeah, that's how they should get you. There's so many people. I, I feel like I couldn't even do that. How do you pose and deal with scumbags like this for your job? Like you're dealing with it's the worst be a of the terrible worst. Terrible job. I couldn't want it. I couldn't do that job. Like I, I think I would kill people. Like I think I would, especially when you're talking to them and you're saying disgusting things. They're saying disgusting things to you, and they're pretending they're. They're, and they, they wholeheartedly believe they're talking to a 14-year-old girl? Oh. Right. I don't know. I, these people are animals. And it wasn't, didn't we talk about a show where, is there a show where did I read an ad where the one guy was trying to make a case for pedophiles to be, like, live as they want to live and let them roam free and to I live and let that. live? Not near me. Yeah. Like, they were trying to make it, like, just commonplace. Like, hey, well, you know what? If you if you <laughs> want to go out with 40-year-old women. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of, I say a lot of stupid things and stuff like that. But the truth is, if I ever came down to it, there would be a. All right, let's not put that on I record. 
whatever you were going to say. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I would not, it would, I would not want to be in that situation. So well, this is how we'll get them. Yeah. But that's it. So you know what? I say to the York police, the people doing these things, uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, and try to detach yourself from that so you can still have a good, clean, happy, healthy life. That's my. And that's how I got you. That's all. Rich, what's happening in Canada this week? Cue the music. Canada, our northern neighbors. Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim. Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. In Canada this week, eight cowboys from St. Tite pulled up to St. Severe, Quebec in October with their horses, a drone, and a mission. They had been brought to wrangle 20 fugitive Holsteins on the loose since July. Sylvian Bourgeois, rodeo manager of the Festival Western de St. Tite, says the rodeo was contacted by Marie-Andre Candoret, the general manager of the village of St. Severe, after other attempts had failed. It is assumed the cows escaped when they were spooked by summer thunderstorms and broke through the fencing on a dairy farm near St. Barnaby, close to Troy Rivieres. Trois Rivieres. Sure. Since then, they have been contently grazing wherever they like and wreaking havoc on farmers' fields nearby. It's kind of normal for cows to escape pasture. Like, it's always greener on the other side of the fence, but you got to keep them enclosed, said Bourgeois. You can't wait a couple months like this and expect it's going to be easy to gather them again. Uh, at one point, it looked like the cowboys had triumphed. The cows were successfully corralled, but one managed to escape. And from there, everything went south and the herd was on the loose again, which that's terrible management. I mean, you got all these guys together and then you lose them again. What the fuck? These are terrible cowboys. It was uh, Billy Crystal... <laughs> uh, the cow's adventures may seem heroic or amusing to the public um, but it's actually quite serious for some local farmers uh, it's estimated the fugitive cows have caused tens of thousands of dollars of damage as they trample or eat crops under cover of darkness while there are alternatives such as targeting them with tranquilizer guns they are not without their own challenges when you hit a cow with a tranquilizer do you think he do you think the others will wait patiently said St. Arnaud with a chuckle. Uh, for the well-being of the animal, the best course of action would be to capture them and bring them back to the owner or someone who could take them in. In other news, police in Alberta flocked to a town to round up about 20 ostriches that escaped from their owner's property. The Tabor Police Service and RCMP officers responded when the flightless birds were seen running through their tab- through Tabor and the surrounding area. Residents captured video of police and ostriches owner chasing after the animals in marked cruisers. 
Police said it took more than five hours to wrangle all the birds. <laughs> I saw a video of one of these birds getting, they, they were trying to catch one. The cop car, the bird was running full speed. So the cop car drove alongside of it, and the passenger tried to grab the ostrich by the neck. Holy cow. And, of course, it broke loose and fucked off. <laughs> anyway, that's what's happening in Canada this week. Do you have a website for us? I would, but Craig fucked off. Huh. He has a habit of doing that lately. He does. He must be going to get a beer over at the penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> Guy left me high and dry, dirtbag. He can hear that when he listens to it, when he edits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, I'm going to put the website in the dock. While you're doing that, I'm going to say real quick, I was just watching this video about a shoebill stork. If you guys get a chance and your listeners, Google that right now and check it out. It looks like a dinosaur. It's so big and it's cool and the guy's actually hanging out with it. But uh, it was a very interesting read. All right, I'm going to the website now. All right. This week's website is giza.mused.org. That's G-I-Z-A dot M-U-S-E-D dot O-R-G. Yeah, I like that you do it this way now where I can just click on it. Yeah. Because I think I've been doing it. I'm going on 100 episodes, and I think I've only actually got to three websites. (laughs) 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 This makes it a lot easier. So this website, that's the main page. But the reason I'm I'm having you go to that is because they recently made a walkthrough, a virtual walkthrough tour of the Great Pyramid. Hey, it looks like the game you play. What is it called? Minecraft. (laughs) Yeah, this is what Minecraft is based on, I suppose. So uh, if you go to giza.mused.org, this is a a website actually put up by Digital Giza, which is somehow associated with uh, a museum in Egypt. So if you go to tours up at the top, that'll take you to a variety of different virtual tours that you can take. The newest of which is inside the Great Pyramid, which Someone is someone lost the their hat one. right by the gate. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be parts just to warn you where you'll like you, you you click on it. It's it's like going through the um, Google Maps where you drop the little dude, uh-huh. and then you can see what it look, looks like if you were standing on the street. What is that? Street view. Street view. It looks like street view, but it's inside. Of oh the yeah, you can look all around pyramid. Um, occasionally, you can look up when you down. click on something to advance forward, there'll be a dude standing there in the background, and then when you go towards him, he just disappears. Like it's like pretty, an actual ghost and a yeah, pharaoh. It, it's pretty podunk. I think they only got one try at this, so that was the best they could come up with. But uh, it's absolutely fascinating. If you're this is so cool because this is one of the places in, that I would love to visit. Egypt, Egypt. And the pyramids and... You the, probably never will get to because of the politics around going there. Exactly. But, and, you know, they don't they don't care for homosexuals there. It's just so... <laughs> <laughs> you number one. You number one. This is very cool. I like this a lot. Yeah. And there's a, a guided tour. And if you click the, the words free explore up at the top, you can actually just poke around. But the guided tour will give you information about what you're looking at and stuff like this that. This is so cool. This actually, yeah. This is one of the best great websites job, we've had. Great job, I'm great telling website. you, this is very cool. Thanks, I built it myself. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Because <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be too rich for us. If you click the link for ask a question, it goes right to my email. <laughs> ah. Not. All right, so check it out, giza.mused.org. 
pyramidpodcast.org. Check out the Great Pyramid. I'm going to spend the next couple hours while I eat my dinner. I don't think it'll take that long. To go through it. I'll read every little thing I can find on there. So 10 minutes. That's yeah, I was going to say that's why it'll take so long. I'm going to read every fifth word of everything I see there. Oh, oh look, they're going green, too. They're recycling their plastic bottles. That, is that just garbage down there, though? I, I think that's just garbage. Yeah. I, I know from watching some of the TV shows that you're not allowed to bring any food or drink in there. Right. Because there's humidity issues inside the pyramid. Already, and the fact that all like of you are breathing. Occasionally, you'll, you'll notice when you're poking around, there's dehumidifiers in certain spaces. I've noticed there's some... There's some, what do you call it, uh, Infrared blurred heaters. out areas, too. Uh, well, if you look straight up, that's not blurred out intentionally. That's an artifact of the panorama process. They just didn't capture what was above your head. Okay. I thought maybe that's where all the secrets of Giza were. No. Why, why, why would they build this and then <laughs> you know, blur out the dirty parts or whatever? Right. Oh, there's a guy up ahead on here. Oh, I I, now. and they just disappeared. They say yep. there's, there's parts... Of the pyramid where you can see graffiti left there by some of the workers. Right. So um, I didn't see anything. There's some right there. Well, okay, yeah. The, the, there's a wooden board that's been graffiti. I'm talking about like 3,000-year-old graffiti. Oh. Not, not a marker. It should be 5,000-year-old graffiti. Okay, 5,000. Nah, it could be 3,000, too, because you had grave robbers going in there. Right. Uh, your mother's a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your mummy's a whore. All right, so check it out. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Giza.muse.org. So this week from Walden's living room, it's been Alan with a Y. Have a great evening, everybody. Rich. See ya. I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. Good night. <laughs>